It's like, okay, Ben, you know what, bro? You fucking sold me on this fight. It's because of that. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Cats with Tin Hats, a podcast where we talk about movies and conspiracies. This week's movie was Independence Day. Uh, this is Oliver. Wyatt. And Tucker. And like always, before we get into it, uh, general impressions, what do you think of the movie? Uh, it was my Cause, first... Yeah, go on. Because why is your first time? Yeah, it was my first time seeing this, and I wasn't expecting it to be at all like, any action sequences or like anything like that. Like, I wasn't... I didn't even know what to expect. I thought it would be more like, oh, like Alien Touchdown on Earth and like the FBI got it and there's testing. Like, I wasn't expecting... It to kind of actually be kind of sweet. Like, fell asleep, but it's all right. I fell asleep, you know, maybe an hour and a half in. <laughs> not because like, not because it was boring, but it's because like you know, you get comfy, you're laying on the couch, you know, you you know, or like a bear, like you know, all curled up and like you know, got all my windows open, so it's nice and cold in my house, and it's just like, but I'm warm, and I just had bacon and <laughs> and uh, and some raspberries for, for breakfast, and then it was just like, fuck, you know what? Close my eyes for two seconds and wake up, and it's just like, oh shit, 20 minutes left in the movie. Still a solid movie, though. Still solid. <laughs> um, yeah, fucking. You know what? Fucking Will Smith, fucking. Let's go. <laughs> Man. Kind of remind me of Top Gun a little bit. Like, oh, that's kind of like Top Gun with aliens. I still haven't seen Top Gun. Neither have I, but I'm assuming. <laughs> like, just like how him and uh, Buddy are fucking. Yeah. Had, how they had that, like him and, like, how, like, I'm like, oh, that guy's like Moose, but I don't know if Moose, again, I don't know what Moose guys or not. Maybe that's more movie we should watch, but. Goose? Is it Moose or Goose? Goose. Goose. See, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was close. That's a Canadian Top Gun. That's, yeah, yeah, that's Canadian. Well, Goose could be also Canadian Top Gun. True. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's the best shit I've ever heard. But yeah, so it was a solid movie in my eyes. I give it a three starships out of four. <laughs> that's actually a pretty good uh, rating system. Right? I mean, I've seen this movie a bunch of times, but I saw it when I was younger. So I had, like, I kind of forgot about it. I, I didn't remember a lot, but this viewing, I was like, I was like, oh, okay. Okay. I got to sit down and watch it. Okay, it's gonna happen. And then it got difficult to sit down and watch it. And then I finally sat down and watched it, and I was like, "Hey, you know what? It's a pretty good movie, yeah, right? You know, like I mean, there's so many quotable lines from this movie that are just so stuck in pop culture. Yeah. So many scenes that you see at freaking, you know, in front of your movies as a kid, like watching it, and then they're like." The big explosion of the White House and all that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, it's just such a... There's so many quotable movies. There's so there's so much here. Like, I think it's it was a really well done movie. And, you know, the effects even stand up to today's standard yeah, as far as I'm concerned. Like, yeah. It was pretty well done effects wise. That's the uh, perks of doing everything practical. Honestly. Yeah, all the miniatures. Yeah. Freaking awesome! Yeah, because I think with this movie, I'm in the same boat as you. I forced myself to watch it midnight last night. I was like, <laughs> I gotta do it. Hit play, and then as soon as the opening title sequence was, I'm like, this is obnoxious. <laughs> this is so loud. <laughs> and then it kicks in. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot how good it was. No, this is fun. This is fun. Because I think the the last time I watched this was before I went to the cinema to watch uh, Independence Day Resurgence. 
Actually, I haven't seen that one either. So I'm assuming <laughs> you are correct. You are correct, and you because I was going to watch it afterwards, but then I was like, oh, well. it would have been a bad time. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I can either do that or play Skyrim. Then I decided Skyrim. Skyrim. I'm never, I've never played Skyrim, and I've also haven't seen Resurgence because, like, for me, my thought was it's like, okay, like it's not my favorite movie of all time, yeah. but also I've seen it when I was younger. And bits and pieces, maybe earlier on, but I was like, I don't know enough. I'm not going to go see the second one, and whatever. Yeah. And then now it's like, this is actually kind of a fire movie. Yeah. Like, I'm actually Very. genuinely surprised with how much I was like, you know what? I kind of, and it happens every time we do this podcast where I'm like, I kind of want to rewatch it. <laughs> like, every yeah. movie so far has been like that for me. Fair enough, man. I don't know why. I'm going to go shut that door. Because I can hear the car going. Well, I guess... Uh, Sounds we like we're at Area 51. Or we area 50, we're at Area 52 because we can't afford Area 51. Yeah. So while uh, Tucker <laughs> shuts the door, I'll just throw out some facts. Uh, this movie won one Oscar, was nominated for another one. Uh, won it for Best Visual Effects. Oh, really? Nominated for Best Sound. Uh, directed by Roland Emmerich, who also directed, most recently, Midway, uh, Day After Tomorrow. Okay. Uh, and then uh, Independence Day Resurgence. Uh, starring Will Smith, Bill Pullman, Jeff Goldblum, Mary McDonald, Judd Hurst, <laughs> Randy Quaid. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and a bunch of others. Oh, fill it up for here, bro. I didn't want to use your guys' so we can agree decked out cast you know what man the amount of people in this movie and then the amount of people that like you're like oh oh and I see this every every movie pretty much where it it's like there's like oh you got your Will Smith your Jeff Goldblum all, and then you know your Bill Pullman and then it's like oh what you're in this movie oh my god but it happened I don't know that's how I feel about this because even the Adam Baldwin like Hollywood's army guy. Mm -hmm. Full yeah. metal jacket. He's in it. Chuck, he's in it. He's a, he's a go-to army guy. He's in everything. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. When you got it, you got it, I guess. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> well, I guess uh, when we go into this story, before we go into that, uh, I've noticed whilst editing all these podcasts, I make really absurd comparisons to movies. <laughs> what? Well, like with Godzilla to uh, Fire in the Sky. <laughs> And stuff like that. I've got another weird one here. Mm -hmm. uh, this has almost the same thematic structure as Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What do you mean? Three separate days, oh Act 1, Act 2, Act 3. Okay. And separate stories combining yeah. into one. Okay, I, okay, okay. Damn, boy! <laughs> Yo, let's go. This is what you Yo. subscribe for, baby. Wait, we see what you're doing. Well, he does. They do. I don't, but... We were just told about it. Because yeah. <laughs> I was watching it, I was like, it starts off with uh, June 2nd. I'm like, wait a second. As soon as I saw it, I was like, second, third. is this? Because it happens okay. on Independence Day. Yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> Sorry. Why not Canada Day? What the fuck we will not July go <laughs> into the dark. This will be our Independence Day. Let's go kill some aliens yeah. every time. Has to be the best monologue in any movie. I wrote down yeah. the... It's, it's a solid one. Yeah. It's such a freaking big speech. Like, 
I just, I love that. What do you go? We will not go quietly into the dark. Like, yeah, you won't. Wait, I'm was Canadian. Was you who wanted to do it in school? Or was it, or who was, somebody from our class I thought wanted to do it. I mentioned it. Or yeah, maybe. But I don't know if I was the one who said outright I wanted to do it. I made it, okay. Such a fire monologue. But I will also say this. Watching this monologue this time, I couldn't help but finding it slightly amusing. Only because two or three days ago, before watching this, I watched Newsies with Christian Bale <laughs> and Bill Pullman is a reporter upon and everything, giving everyone hope. I'm like, oh, it's the same. <laughs> but it's same thing, but different. Yeah. yeah. Right on. But yeah, let's get into, uh, let's break it down. Oh yeah. July 2nd. And we are opening with the moon landing. We see like the, we see like the flag in the moon and the big plaque that's like, we came here in solid air. We are definitely going to have to talk about the moon landing in another app. Oh, right? another epi? Yeah. Might have to do it, you know. Maybe in the little... You might have to do like a Kubrick movie for that. And do like... What, what about um the one with Ron Weasley and Hellboy? Oh, Moonwalkers yeah. or whatever. That's, a, that's, that's such a weird movie, but it's really good. Moon landing. We talk about it. We'll talk about it in another app. But then we get this like... We cut to like this shot that is... Straight out of Star Wars. And it gets to the thing that I, I noticed the most about this movie. The amount of references to other movies mm. about space mm. and aliens. Specifically, Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg and, Ku- and Kubrick references, whether it's set pieces or or uploading viruses into the, into the aliens with the Hello Dave, which is a direct thing from 2001 A Space Odyssey to... Oh, really? To taking things from like we're gonna go whoop ET's ass in the in the conference room, right, yeah. or when freaking Will Smith, my favorite part when he punches that alien <laughs> oh, yeah. in the face and goes, great. "Welcome to Earth." Yeah, you're like, yeah, Smith. And then he goes, and then he grabs his cigar and he goes for his his victory dance, yeah. and he's like, he lights it up and he goes, oh, "That's what I call a close encounter." Yeah. And it's like yeah. we're going after, we're gonna go after. Oh my god! Yeah. And then you know it's just all over this place. Like Area Fifty One looks like the you know this all this stuff is very like we're we're referencing a lot of the movies that came before and around the time period. There's also another one that I never noticed until rewatching it last time, and I think that's because of my hype for uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. That's when um, Will Smith's kid is playing around with a little toy and it's fucking Mecha King Ghidorah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I'm like, what? Kind of want that toy. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I want that toy. Oh man, <coughs> no. But um, I mean, it cut. It, so we go from that Star Wars opening into like the, I mean, then we cut into like the extraterrestrial research facility where end of the like it's the end, end of, of the world as we, as we know, know it is playing, and it's like. All right, we're setting this up real quick. Let's go. And they catch a signal from the moon. Yeah, but it's like right away, it's like, yep, the world's ending. Yeah. There you go. That's the plot of the movie, everyone. The world's going to end. <laughs> it's like, it's like I was saying, it takes an hour to set up the second hour that's in yeah. this movie. But also, they just lay it plain out for you in like the first two minutes. They're like, all right, guys, world's ending. They got 25 minutes or whatever, right? Yeah, it's like... I don't know why. I for sure... For some reason, I thought because like when Jeff Goldblum says like goes to because he was the president, right? So I think like, he got twenty five yeah. minutes exactly until 
end of the world. For some reason, I don't know why, I thought the movie all took place within 25 minutes. I don't know if that's a different movie, or if it's me being insane. I think a lot of movies have those tropes where it's like the countdown to the end of the world, and it's just that time. But like, I do, because, but that was kind of, yeah, sorry. Was it 2012 that did that? Maybe. As well? I haven't seen 2012. Oh, okay. Maybe. I don't know. Dude, there's so many movies about the end of the world, and that's such a, that's such a part of it where it's like countdown. Right? Such a huge part of it. Sorry, go on. I interrupted. That's going to have to be... We're going to have to talk about freaking the this moon the being end. fake and all that yeah. stuff. That's going to be another video. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll talk about that one. But, uh... Yeah, we catch signal uh, from the moon and we pretty much smash cut to everybody getting the word that they've got this signal. Yeah. Right? They, we, we smash cut to... Pentagon getting it, and then finally, we got to the um, Secretary of Defense getting the call. But it's a, it's like a it's like a cut right to Bill Pullman, and he's on the phone, and you're like, oh, he's getting the news, but he's talking to somebody else. Yeah. And I'm like, what a phone cut! I forget who he was talking. He was talking to. to his wife. I thought, okay, yeah, yeah for sure. <clears throat> and then the whole time during this, where they're talking, I'm like. I didn't know if it was actually filmed in the White House. I can't find it. I can't find it on... I was trying to Google it before we went live, but... If not, the set design is... Yeah, it's Spectacular. Spot. Like, it, it's weird. I, I did a tour in L.A. of, um, like, Warner Brothers, and in their set, they have, like, a whole Oval Office set that you oh. can go sit on. I used to have it on my Instagram, but it was, like... you. Say, it was from the West Wing, like, the TV Ooh. show, right? And they had it all set up, and you could go sit in what looked like the Oval Office. It was pretty cool. That's cool. But, like, I mean, the set deck on... Pretty much all the art design in this movie is really yeah. well done. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. Well, I think, uh, before we continue, I just want to say the characterization and the setup for the key players of this movie is done in the first 20 seconds of each character introduction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you have Bill Pullman, the president, uh, how he walks, how he stands, how he holds himself. is like, yeah, confident guy. He's a leader. Background noise. Yeah, he's too young to be president. We don't trust him. Oh, he's a war hero, but is he our hero? Yeah. But he just has that, I don't give a shit attitude. I'm, I know what I'm doing. I'm in power. That comes through. Mm -hmm. And then I'm not sure if I'm going to jump to the other three players, if that's going to... Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I just... You jump to it, and I, I have to give the biggest shout-out after you jump to the next person. Okay. So then the next key player of this film is Jeff Goldblum. And the whole, his introduction is he's playing chess with his dad, but he's constantly talking about environmentalism and smoking and everything. And it just goes to show that he's not... He's a very... Uh, what's the word? Uh, he doesn't really tackle one problem at a time. He takes everything into perspective. So if he's making a move here, he's thinking about something over here. He's right, right away. It shows. Oh, he's a big picture kind of person. Which yeah, like scatterbrained, but very like yeah. yeah. But it's scatterbrained yeah. for a reason. He knows yeah. exactly what he's doing. Yeah. And can we just talk about how the? I don't know about you guys. I don't know about you guys. My favorite freaking character in this entire movie is his dad. He is hilarious. Yeah. He is he Yeah, yeah. He is sitting here for the audience because he walks in, he's like talking to Jeff Goldblum and and it's like, "Okay, Jeff Goldblum, what the hell are you talking about?" And then and then he's like, "Uh uh uh 
Yes. And then you're like, oh, <laughs> thank you, Dad, for asking your son. Yeah. Or, yeah. I don't, I, great guy. Tell, tell me I'm wrong, right? But okay. have you guys watched, like, when you watch Jeff Goldblum and he's sitting and he's thinking, I don't know if this is like a, a character choice for a lot of his characters or if it's just him. If you go back to a lot of the scenes in Jurassic Park or this movie when they're sitting at the chess table, mm-hmm. he sits and he goes like this. And he rubs the top of his fa- hand. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he does that a lot in he, interviews too, where he's just constantly. Like, eh. Yeah, like he's just rubbing the top of his hand. I noticed because I'm like, he does that in Jurassic Park mm. too a lot. I wonder if that's like maybe like his way of like being like if he's like a little bit nervous, he's like, okay, like you got, he was grounding himself, like, okay, like mm-hmm. we're all good, like you know, maybe maybe that's the way of him just like calming his nerves. Yeah, maybe I noticed just, that, right? Because like, he always because he does seem like a guy who's very energetic too, so maybe he just yeah. needs to do something. With something, and if it's you know shaking the legs too freaking, I don't know. A lot of people get fucking furious when the legs are shaking. So maybe yeah, maybe it's just like he just needs. It's a, it's just like a yeah a weird tick. Like thing to help him out. But yeah. I was like, I've seen it so many times with him where I'm like, is that like a character choice or is that just him like, um, trying to get himself chilled out or is yeah. that actually what he does to be in? You know, so yeah, fair enough, man. but. I'd probably say I'm. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna lock it in. That him trying to calm himself down. I'm gonna lock in saying it's Jeff Goldblum being fabulous. I'm gonna lock in a little bit of both. Jeff Goldblum <laughs> being fabulous. I staying in the scene. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Solved. <laughs> Myth busted. Man, but they got freaking his dad's great. I love when he yeah. opens the door and it has a shock. And whoa, not <laughs> they said they were looting down here. They started yet? No, Dad. No, Dad. This actor, what's his name? He's in Taxi. Oh, uh, I can't believe I don't know his name, man. I know. He's like a, he's like a, he's, he's, he's an old lady. Judd Hirsch. John Hirsch? Judd Hirsch. Judd Hirsch. Amazing. He's in, he was, so he worked, he did Taxi, mm-hmm. and then when they did Man on the Moon, he was in that movie too. All right. Oh. Okay. Yeah, like, it's just like, he's, he's. The way he plays this role as the dad is so spot on. Yeah. It's so it's fun. And, and like you said, he's like he plays it for us almost, right? Where it's like he's asking the questions. Where he's like, Dad, you're a genius. I am. It's like he, 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 ran, he said whatever. And then Jeff Goldblum's like, oh, oh yeah, that's it. And then it's like. <laughs> yeah. and, and he's sitting there. And, and the, the best part is, even though the world is ending, he is still not done being a father. Yeah. And that's the best part. He's like. Pick yourself up. You're disgusting. <laughs> He's like, Dad, the world's ending. He's like, come on. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Come on, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> but it's like, he, he plays it so well. I think my favorite bit is when the attack on Area 51's happening and he's got all the kids around there praying and goes, we're not Jewish. Well, it sucks for you. <laughs> he just yeah. keeps going. <laughs> but we're not all Jewish. We can't all be great. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> My favorite line, oh, what was it? When he goes, my favorite is when they're all in the plane, which is coming up soon, and he's like, he's going on this ramble. And he's finally like, you can't do that, and it's America. And then he comes in, he's like, you know, that old Harry of 51 thing, you've had it since Roswell, and he's calling it back, and everybody's like, who let this guy on the plane? Am I right? Am I right, guys? Right? And then the like, the, he's like, actually, 
There is some truth to that. Everybody looks at him like, wait, are you joking? This guy's got it? It's like, you know what? Everybody has a dad to thank in this movie. Yeah. Because he gets it moving. He oh, knows yeah. exactly what's going on. He helps Jeff Goldblum. Personally, I think he should get top billing. No, 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 no. But, anyway. So then we have our next key player. Uh, Russell, played by Randy Quaid. As soon as he's introduced, he's in an airplane. He's flying so close to his son, who's just driving. He's reckless, adventurous, highly skilled, clumsy, and fallible. His son is a stand-in for Keanu Reeves. Yeah. I'm putting it here. And he's a stand-in. He looks identical to Keanu Reeves to me. I thought it was him as soon as he turned his face like, Keanu, no. I thought it was Maybe the twin brother. Maybe Keanu had the twin brother we never knew about. Keanu. Exactly. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Oh my gosh. You heard it here first. New conspiracy theories every day. <laughs> every day. That's a, that's Keanu Reeves clone, guys. We're going to do cloning and Keanu. Or his alter ego. Nice. Maybe like it's like maybe Keanu Reeves is like maybe Keanu is you know everyone loves Keanu Reeves right so he has had the alter everyone hates and that's him Fair Keanu just you know just saying putting it out there they will could be wrong I don't know I'm drinking water <laughs> <laughs> so then Russell gets introduced you've met your key players let's meet the villain the mothership mm. invisible yeah. coming in and just. Tons of tiny UFOs just come. Well, I say tiny, the size of entire cities. Just sent to cover the earth. That dick. I think this is what the 30 minute mark of the movie? Yeah. And let's was talk. Was it 30 minutes? I thought that was like 10 minutes in. Let's when talk. the mothership came? Not quick. That was no way it was 30 minutes. Hold on, sorry. Right? Wasn't it 10 minutes in the movie? No. No. Cause... Oh, wow. So then it did fly by for me. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, never mind. Sorry, go on. Well, let, me, let me see when. No, no, it's fine. While we're, while we're waiting for this, let's talk about the heavy drinking that is going on for Randy Quaid in this film. Yeah. There is heavy alcohol in 20 this. minutes. 20 minutes, okay. 20 minutes. So we were, like, you know, in the middle. So, we, you know, it's in the 90s. Half and half. Um, it's so hard to talk about this movie because there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. There's, like, three different stories... And then there's like five different people in each story that all interconnect for yeah. the last hour of this movie. So like, apologies if it's if it's really hard for you guys to understand or to follow because this movie is just so. It's not. It's not a bad thing, but it's just the movie is so jam packed with characters. It's dense. It's very dense. But it's such a it's such a thing for when people say. You can't have too many characters in a movie. This is the classic, actually, you can. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you write it right. Well, I guess it's like films like this have already paved the way for films like Avengers to finally happen. Mm-hmm. And Justice League to finally happen and get great ensemble movies as well. Yeah. But then we meet the villain. Let's meet the hero. The everyman. The person you can be at home, Will Smith. Because I feel like that's what he was set up as. He was set up as the, hey, viewers watching, this is you. Mm-hmm. This is a power you have as an American. Mm-hmm. You can save the day. And that's Will Smith. I feel like Will Smith, they jump a lot for me from 
scenes with Goldblum to Will Smith in this movie, and I think it's just to, just to show you the polar opposites of yeah. like, you know the everyman who who's you know fighting for his country compared to Jeff Goldblum who is like sitting there like constantly in his brain working things out and trying to get and it it works out because it's like Jeff Goldblum is constantly thinking about okay if I pick up the phone and put it over here how does that affect this space over here whereas Will Smith is like let's do it baby and I'm like alright Will Smith let's go because there's a big environmental subplot that Goldblum has where it's always focused on recycling focused on a better tomorrow a better this and it just all comes to an end where it's like, oh, the world's ending. No, no one needs to care about this. Chuck bottles everywhere. And yeah, because then that's when the shit really starts hitting the fan in this movie. Mm-hmm. Goblin figures out that it's a countdown to the end, essentially. Mm-hmm. So he's off to grab his dad, go to the White House, say, hey, we, we need to evacuate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Smith's called to uh, the army base. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's called, yeah, El Toro. The army yeah. base there, yeah. I mean, it's twenty minutes until we see Will Smith in this movie. Yeah, and that just shows you how jam packed it is. Like for one of your your, he's main, top build. Yeah, he's top build. I mean, like to for your top billing to be twenty minutes into this movie, pretty jam packed for yeah. characters and yeah. and story that you need to get through. I mean, then we cut back. Jeff Goldblum like standing on top of his. Um, his work if you look in the background he's he's situated in new york city you can see the apartment that gold uh ghostbusters like that's the like um they can see what's that. her face um was it sigourney weaver yeah. what's oh. her name in that movie but um anyway like it, you see her like you can see her apartment her apartment there because cool. it was all so the the top of it where Zool was Dana all. Barrett Dana Barrett I knew it started with a D but um, you can see her what they used for B roll for her apartment there yeah that's cool in the background so it, it's pretty cool I know they use some similar filming locations in this movie as Ghostbusters yeah but yeah I was like oh wow that is the Ghostbusters cool. apartment but, that's cool yeah I mean Will Smith this is a perfect setup for an unlikely hero yeah when, like you know waking up. And, he, and everybody thinks that, like, everybody in the house thinks that's an earthquake. And yeah. the kid comes in, he's like, I'm shooting aliens. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, oh, it's aliens, huh? And then it's like, then we go outside. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's, he's staring at Sphere in fear. Jasmine comes up, hugs him in fear. And the kid's just like, pew, 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 pew. I'm like, dude, if I'm Will Smith, I'm like, kid, put that gun away before yeah. they start shooting us. I'm scared. It's terrifying. But... I mean, right away, right away with these two characters. What's up, G? <laughs> did, you, did you change the aquarium lights? Yes, I did. So, I mean, like, into this movie, I mean, Will Smith heads out, but we, we see the the struggle. He, he goes, and he's getting in his car, and he's driving off and getting the stuff, and right away, once he gets to El Toro, you can see the two differences of these characters. Yeah. One is with a struggle, will he marry his girlfriend or not? And the and Jeff Goldblum's struggle is trying to get to the White House to yeah. tell them what's wrong. And that's the first really 
that's like 30 minutes, the last yeah. 30 minutes of yeah. this hour. And, and it's also um, Jeff Goldblum, because it's a... Uh, you got a good balance of the relationship. You got one depending whether to marry or not, and you have one going, "Do I fight for this or not?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're we are seeing pandemonium in the streets now because aliens have just shown right. up, yeah. and like people are fighting, partying on rooftops. Yeah, all this stuff, right? And then, and Jeff Goldblum shows up to his dad's house. Dad almost shoots him in the face. It's hilarious. Yeah. But then we we start driving, and um, we get to Washington, and it's like the streets are clear. Yeah. And I think the thing for that is the weirdest part is that after COVID, that doesn't seem so weird. I mean, like some of the shots there, where it's just like an empty street. It's yeah. it, it that problem that would have been so eerie back then, but yeah, now but it's now just it's like, like, like oh, everyday oh. norm. It's like, oh, it's so weird how like this pandemic has just made that like a thing where I watch it in a movie. I'm like, oh, that was a couple months ago. Yeah. Huh? You know what I mean? It's so weird. But I mean, during this, we get you know them like there's like a shot of news anchors and the dolly, and they show all of these news anchors in a row, and it's 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 amazing. I mean. It's really cool. Because then this is when they start to try and make contact yeah. with the aliens by using visual cues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which. <laughs> sending a helicopter up to it. I'm like. Bunch of floodlights. You couldn't pay me enough! You couldn't. How about $1 million? <laughs> $1 million and one cent. No. One million dollars and two cents. <laughs> Here's my question. Not a chance. We're Ever. in we're in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. On top of the uh, revolving diner building. Quite clumsy, you know. <laughs> Let's just tell everybody my <laughs> location where I live. The U- the UFO comes down, centered over the uh, revolving diner there. Yeah. You see it? Oh yeah. yeah. What do you do? Leave. I am what? leaving. Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know, honestly. If because again, again, like the part of me wants to say, "Oh, man, I'll just look at it in shock and probably continue eating or whatever I'm doing." <laughs> but also, it's like good chance. Yeah, it's probably like, oh, I, if I don't leave, but if I'm now going in realistic, yeah, it's probably like if I like TikToker, if, if, if I if that happens and if I'm not down on fucking floor level in five seconds, I'm dead. Here's the question: Do you, so you said you would finish. Would you leave a tip? (laughs) (laughs) Would you pay? I would would pay. Honestly, I wouldn't. I don't know. I don't. I'd see if they were because if if they were calm, then okay, fine. You know, if my waiter was calm, if you know he or she was like super chill, you're getting a fucking thirty percent tip. Like I'm, I'm doing like a yeah. I don't give a shit. But if they're freaking out, I'm like okay, for free meal, sick. <laughs> Look I, around the other tables. Oh, who didn't finish what? <laughs> What's see, up there? He's like, <laughs> if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die fucking happy. It's a fucking belly full of food because God knows I am lacking on that. <laughs> see, I can see this. Why is just like eating? His waist gone. Nice. All the cash in his wallet. Bam. Gets up. Goes to the Seven Eleven next door. Just takes all the drinks, beef jerky, snacks, gets out, sees an Evo, bam, open, and just drives out. You know what? Also very true. Because you know what? 
not a good plan. I think that's not a that's not a terrible plan. This sounds like a Scooby Doo scheme. <laughs> where it's like the hologram was projected from the top of the tower. <laughs> Why? Well, like, it was all to get a free meal. It was all to get a free meal. Meddling kids. <laughs> I mean, no, that's scary. <laughs> not it would be scary. no. If was it is it like that mother ship that was on Earth like the big son of a bitch. Like, if it's that, yeah, I'd probably be like, I'm out. But if it's like one of those, like, little dinky flying ones, like, ooh, what are you gonna do? Shoot me, sick bro. Fucking try hitting me, bro. I'm like a fucking goddamn cat. <laughs> Whoa! Can't get me, bro. <laughs> Why has all these, like, <laughs> he has it, like, in his shirt, like this. He's like, Yeah, I'm just like, yeah. Like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm doing the candy stick out. Yeah. Why it's doing zigzag technique in the Same street? Man. Everybody's like, I try, man. American Ninja Warrior. Here's a question. Style. This is a question. During COVID, everybody flipped out and started taking toilet paper. Does that happen now with aliens? No. Or tinfoil. 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 Signs. I think tinfoil. I think. Or. No. Go on. Guys. Unpopular opinion. Hey, it might be the popular one, though. Twinkie. <laughs> oh, Twinkies. You know there's someone out there. Like, oh, man, Twinkies, they never go bad. And they can, like, survive forever. It's not a bad choice. It's like canned food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Canned food goes bad. After, like, yeah, X amount of years, for so sure. So Twinkies over canned food is what you're saying. Well, they're both very much not healthy. <laughs> yeah. Here's what you do. Seeds, bottled water. Fair enough. You just need your own poop to fertilize food. I thought you were going to say to feed yourself. And I was going to be real skeptical here. I was like... Eat the shit. What comes out goes in. Yeah. Recycle. How pissed are you? How pissed are you? You think the world is ending, right? Jeff Goldblum's like, hey guys, uh, uh, the world is going to uh, end. So you resort to eating your own feces. (laughs) Your own feces. You're like, fuck it. The world's ending. I'm eating it. They save the day, and you now have to live with yourself after eating a turd. Would anyone know? Because no one knew, then just brush your teeth numerous times, like drink a shit ton of probably fucking mouthwash, and throw everything up, and you might be okay. And Pepsi Zero. Hey! To wash that bad taste out of your mouth. So I have a follow-up question. UFOs come. Okay. They're hovering over. The shadow's looming over. Yeah. Day for night. You're looking out the window. You're like, oh, I'm terrified. But where are you? You're on the toilet. After a good $20 worth of church's chicken is exiting. <laughs> do you finish and then leave? Or do you leave and risk it? Me being a me being a human being. Me being just a working adult. I would finish and then leave. I, I thought you were going to say, I'm, I'm risking. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm finishing because I'm never risking. Because if it's like, yeah, I'm not risking it for the biscuit. No. no. I Not for that. No, I, I have a... That's my fear. You got to think. You're running, right? You're running through the streets. You're going to be there for a while. You don't know. World's ending. This is a world ending scenario. Right. Do you want to walk around with a poopy butt? No. Right? It's, it's itchy, chafing. It you smell. Yeah. It's all bad. When's the next time you're going to get a shower? Who, Who knows? knows? When are you going to finish it? Your pants? <laughs> finish it. Wipe it. Maybe even wet wipe it if you need to. What? You know what? Flushable. It, decomposable, all that good Doesn't stuff. Doesn't matter anymore. Like, what's ending? 
fucking, I still full fl- fucking I'm, bag of them in the toilet. I'm still flushing. I'm still flushing. I'm still doing like I'm still doing like, the three flushes, like the flush first, because I, you know, I just take big shits. <laughs> so I don't plug the toilet. Wipe, you know, do the wipe, fucking flush, wipe again, flush, and then look, wipe again. Look, if it's fucking clean, we're good. Just keep on, keep on wiping until I'm clean, and then I'm out. Then yeah. no, then it's. It's so fucking long. I want it to smell good. Okay, so you never know. I'm just like, you know. <laughs> you know, you never know. The aliens might like a good smelling guy. Or you might see someone you like and say, oh my god, hey, like, ready for aliens too? I know. Oh, what's that's that? Oh, together. it's Versace. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're running. Like, I think that's kind of, yeah, that's me though. So I guess it's safe to say that we're at the, um, the peak of this movie. The most popular scene of... Everything exploding from the White House to the Empire State Building to everything like that. Mm-hmm. We we have just so Jeff Goldblum. What he has done is he's found out that they're using their own. We're they're using our own satellites against us to essentially plot and talk to each other's ship uh, to create a countdown to blow up all the major cities in in the world. But, yeah, so that's kind of what's happening. And now we start a countdown. And we're all stressed out. We're on, you know, Air Force One. We just got taken on. Bill Pullman's wife, the president's wife, is in L.A. at a conference. Which will tie in with Will Smith's thing. But, I mean, that's where we're at now. And then everything starts to blow up. And that is, like... It's like the most famous part of the movie. I mean, the White House explosion, the you know the Empire State Building, everything happens. I mean, there is a sick shot of a dog jumping yeah. in front of an explosion. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. That's the sickest action movie thing I've ever seen in my life. Where I'm like, yo, that dog should be fucking first fucking <laughs> top billing. Top billing. Yo, that dog does his own stunts. Let's <laughs> go. Go. And, he didn't, and he didn't look at the explosion because he's think, a cool guy. But I think he's also into Scientology. <laughs> oh, shit. Tom, come on. <laughs> Not the dogs. <laughs> God damn it, Tom. You fucking rapscallion. So, okay. You're, you're, in this, you're in this moment. You see that giant ball of fire coming towards you. Because what I was thinking of, why are people running? You know it's going to get you. Just try your best. So you don't know, right? Lights duck. will get... Maybe duck. Because the fire's coming. Go duck. You're good. Heat nope. raises. All you have to do is go into a side hatch. Or a side hatch. Push the... <laughs> oh, that one didn't help. I was like, push the slow person. So then he burns first. It's not like it's going to fucking stop you from burning. It's not a zombie apocalypse. I just thought of like Rick Dalton standing there. He's like, hey, hey, is there any way we can turn this down? It's a flamethrower. It's a little oh, too yeah. hot. in my face. <laughs> oh, I guess after the... After everything is said and done, after all the explosions, we then have... The first firefight. Will Smith leading his crew. Oh, yeah. Blazes are blazing. Is a disaster. This is the... I mean, everybody's gone. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, 
like, you know, we're getting into the firefight and, you know, all this stuff. It's like, you watch this and it's like, everybody's done. And then we get Will Smith flying through Nevada and then absolutely wrecks this aircraft. It's insane. It's the sickest. It's the sickest maneuver I've ever seen. Second, second sickest for me. Besides for the inverted bird that's in Top Gun. I didn't see Top Gun yet. I know you're talking about. I didn't see Top Gun. So, but still the second because you can't go wrong with the Millennium Falcon. Just (laughs) what about uh, Top Gun Maverick when he's actually flying the Harriet jet? I haven't seen Top Gun Maverick. It's in the trailer. Like Tom Cruise is actually flying the jet. Like, does he actually fly? Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Because, right, you know what? I think he learned for Top Gun and then became a pilot. Yeah. Afterwards. Does his own stunts, man. He flies his own plane. He has his own private jet that he flies. Really? He works for Area 51 part-time. Yeah. He's, he's best friends with Xena. And this is where we get to, you know, like, after this, there's talk about, like, I mean... This is where we get that Steven Spielberg stuff where they're talking, oh, this is a close encounter, all this mm. stuff. I mean, we're getting breakdowns left, right, and center. But essentially after that, we we cut back to into um, the Air Force One, and they're talking about nuking the like all of these. And it seems the big one is, you know, over Washington, D.C. They're, yeah. they're, they're discussing nuking. And then the father comes in and, like I said earlier, pretty much lays it down for everybody. He says, not in my America. President? I think so. He's my boy. (laughs) Speaking of president, so this is also the first time that doubt really sets in for the president in this movie. He, He just sent millions of people to their death essentially by not evacuating quick enough and that's the first time you really see just dread on his face and he realizes oh maybe i'm not cut out for this job the first real bit of character growth in this movie honestly it's like then you know i mean it's it's like that the idea of I think the thing that this movie does really well and it shows is that the president is a human being too. Yeah. You know? It's a, it's really well done in that sense where you're 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 sitting with him and you really see him going through that. I mean, when the dad comes in and talks and pretty much lays it all out, I mean, this is when we learn that there actually is an area 51 and and they actually did get stuff from Roswell and stuff. I mean, and and we're also going back to the LA timeline where we're catching up with everybody who is in like the rubbles of the city and and it's Will Smith's girlfriend and her son and they're going through and picking people up. I mean, there's a guy in the back. I don't know if this is on purpose or if I'm just looking into it too much. But he reminds me there's a there's an episode of the Twilight Zone and it's about the end of the world. And it's about a guy, he's a bookworm, and he reads during work, Oh, and he gets fired. And his biggest dream in life is nobody will bother him while he reads. Yeah. And he goes and sits in a vault during lunch at his work, yeah. and a nuclear bomb hits, and it, it kills, kills everybody. everybody. Yeah. And then he gets out, and he has these big glasses, and, and he goes, sits down at the library, break, right? looks down, 
and they smash. And this guy is dressed up just like him with the glasses. I was wondering. I don't know for sure if that's a nod to that because Might it's be. an it end of the be. world thing. It very well could be. You know, and we're and there's nukes and stuff. But I was like, in this movie, we're doing so many calls back to movies, mm. especially about the end of the world and aliens and space and stuff. I didn't know, but I mean, then we start going into the area 51 which is where the second half of the hour starts to get all the characters together and really form this second half of the yeah. movie really when uh will smith punches et in the face yeah all that good stuff i mean i don't know we get there will smith after socking this alien in the dome decides to walk with a parachute in the desert in in pants, sweating, and then um, Randy Quaid drives and picks him up. Yeah. Like, they're... There's a whole fleet of RVs coming towards him. Yeah. it's This movie is so hard to get linear because it's, like, so, so much... much yeah, there's so many jumps from... There's also so much you can skip over. He's like, that's not part of the main story. Oh, wait, hold on. No, this happens. This happens because of... Yeah. So it's it, it. I feel like we're jumping all over the place. But if you've seen the movie, then you completely understand the problem that we have doing right. this linear. Right? Absolutely. Because then once he finally gets to Area 51, it's like, sorry, sir, I can't let you in without credentials. Aliens. How's that for credentials? Yeah, put that gun down. <laughs> the... The look on this man's face when he sees that alien is exactly my face. When I go like that, oh, 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 go, yeah. get get that shit out of here. Yeah. <laughs> That's Honestly, fair enough. It's oh man, like the we get into Area Fifty One, we start talking to the head scientist. Who he reminds me of the head scientist from uh, who makes like the Oasis and Ready Player One. I haven't you know, seen that movie. You guys seen Ready Player One? No. You know him. He's kind of like the the main guy. He's like kind of like he talks like Garth a little bit from Wayne's World, but okay. I mean, he reminds me of that. Oh, I know this. I know this. Ah, yeah, yeah. I know the scientist you're talking about. Yeah, the long hair, like the that guy. Yeah, and he's like hippie dude, kind of. He's like, hey, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, yeah I know what you're talking about. I don't know why, but the scientist reminded me a bit of John. <laughs> I was like, this is a role of John Woodland when he's in his 60s. I know what you mean. I thought the same thing. I mean, then we start getting into autopsies of aliens. And again, I stress this in the Alien movie, and I will stress it here again. Don't do it. Get away from the alien, dude. What are you doing in there? We're, maybe it's COVID. I'm like, you don't even got a shield alien over your COVID. face. You don't even got a shield on. Yeah. Like, sure. like they're sitting there with masks, half-assed masks. I may say so myself. And we're just, oh, yeah, cutting it open, everything. It's like, no, 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 no. You got guys in there with freaking machine guns ready. Yeah. Or, like, you know, sawed-offs. And, like, we're sitting there. I don't know. I just. Well, fair enough. I can't. I, I know it's a movie. We're having fun. Right? This is a fun yeah. movie. But I mean, are you in that room? No. No. Are I'm you? on like the other I'm, 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 I'm on the outside glass with the CIA guys. Yeah. The guns. I'm watching. Yeah. See? So you guys are there. I'm at home on YouTube <laughs> watching this video four <laughs> years after. I'll, I'll live stream for you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, 
we're watching this video on YouTube four years after when they're saying all of this was a hoax. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. when there's, like, there's no aliens in the sky, guys. The world didn't blow out. up. It was a failed nuclear launch. It was Russia. It was, yeah. it was a weather uh, phenomenon. Phenomenon, you know, fucking president had some baked beans. <laughs> Talk about <laughs> explosive. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I mean, everybody gets wrecked. Mm. Honestly. Everybody gets obliterated. Oh, yeah. And then we get, like, there's no vocal cords in these aliens. How do they talk? And then we finally find out, and it's by talking through people with the tentacles wrapped around, mm. where he's like, you will die. <laughs> Can we have peace? No. Yeah. We'll die. It's like, okay. It's like, okay, sick, bro. Like, it's like, wow, you're a dick. Yeah. Like an asshat. But then you got uh, Bill Pullman just going... Is this glass bulletproof? No, it is not. <laughs> I mean, this Area 51 at the beginning when they walk in is very 2001 A Space Odyssey. That's what I was talking about. Like, But like this whole thing, it's so weird. It's like, it's Area 51. It's an autopsy room. You're not shelling out cash for a little bit of protective shield on your glass, dude? It's just regular glass? This is top secret stuff where you're getting unlimited funding, trillions of dollars. You're not getting bulletproof glass. To be fair, no one's getting an arm's reach of Area 51. Yeah, but you're dealing with other world shit there. You know what I mean? I don't think they expected to have a live alien alien to come through the door. True. Yeah, they probably thought. Because the ones they had there were all dead. They're like, yeah, they died upon three hours upon arrival and stuff like that. But still, you think you would still have that in your mindset, like, well, if this one's like, you need a protocol, like Protocol Orange, and then oh, aliens alive, shit. Well, the protocol was <laughs> aliens alive, shit. I'm going to kill myself because I am locked in a bunker underneath the desert, man, with an alien. You're not gonna go toe to toe with it. You're not gonna do the old fucking thunder lightning. Toe to toe with the floor running. I'm running <laughs> to the alien to punch in the face. I don't care. You know like what? Superman punch, jump, and then boom. Call me a chicken. Call me whatever. What did the aliens or like like the center water bottle? You just oh. punch them. Oh, I'm going to do a freaking Travis Walton. Just yeah. <laughs> kick that thing in the dome. Fair enough. Like, I know what you mean by like, because yeah, you gotta, it's like sizing up an opponent. You got to see if the alien is. If it's those aliens, yeah, like it's. I'll do what Will Smith did after he shot it down and like, punched in the face and like a mm. fuck you like kind of thing. That, but if it's like stands up after being like, cut open and shit, yeah, no, you know what, dude? You stay there. I'm gonna go over there and uh, you just, you know, don't fucking touch me. They, they pretty much annihilate that thing with bullets and it still gets up. Yeah. That's when you know you got a problem. That's what you get fucking taco night. <laughs> Spartan there. Nothing can live. Lock the door. Lock the door. No airflow, just... And then just let the alien breathe that in and then just die. Hopefully. The, this is where we also get Will Smith stealing a helicopter to go pick up his girlfriend and the crew that she has picked up along the way in a truck. Mm-hmm. One question 
How does he know? Yeah. That's where she is. How does he know that that's her? How does he know any of this? There are a lot of plot holes in this movie. Yeah. One being, how was Will Smith not told that LA was destroyed, even though they were told to attack after they destroyed everything? Mm-hmm. He should. He, he probably should have put two and two together. How is there a USB input on a fucking spaceship? Space. Spaceships, you know, space music. You want to listen now to, uh, <laughs> you know, Fred and the Tentacles. What year did this come out? 93, 94? 96. So 96, right? So we didn't have iPods yet. No. So maybe the aliens were like, their advanced technology, maybe they had iPods. Maybe. And before then, us, right? Hear me out. Could be wrong. A uh, little, little, you know, far left. So the iPod thing. Maybe they came. Steve Jobs kidnapped one. They made, they showed him the technology. That's how he made the iPod. Just saying. I think... Conspiracy? I think so. That is a solid answer to a lot of my questions. Yeah. Right? Because, you know, they're always breaking because... This you know, sounds... They need more aliens. This sounds right to me. Right? Apple, I'm on ya. I just... I, I noticed that a lot with this movie where it's like... Okay, but how did you know that? How did you come to that conclusion when you weren't told that? Yeah. You know, yeah. and it happens a lot with Jeff Goldblum in this movie too where it's like... Okay, but you're... How? <laughs> but you do also see Jeff Goldblum going, Oh, this is a spaceship? Cool, I'm going to open up my laptop, steal yeah. this info here, and he's getting as much info as he can whilst people are distracted doing other things as well. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, we have... It's kind of fucked. Yeah. And then this is where we get... Everybody's now at Area 51 for the final half of this movie. Mm-hmm. And we see the first lady who was picked up by I think her name's Vivian but the girlfriend of Will Smith mm-hmm. and she is pretty much dying there's yeah. a fiddle yeah she looks she doesn't look like she's dying no yeah she looks perfectly fine yeah, yeah. and he's just like yeah bye well. and then I mean like then we get into the 4th the 4th of July I mean then Act it, 3 Act three and Independence Day. He We see that Jeff Goldblum is getting absolutely obliterately hammered. And the dad is like talking to him and like, you know get off the get off he's hammered, he walks out, he stumbles out, he's all juiced up, and he falls down. And and his dad comes over and he goes, Hey, get up. Get up off the concrete floor and the cold. It's going to give you a cold. Bam, we get the idea to send a virus up into space. Yeah. And it's a really cool... It's a really cool way to write the idea coming. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, wow, yeah, that's yeah. so inventive. Yeah. The dad's a hero. Yeah. The dad was, yeah. Exactly. Because yeah, that was when he said, Dad, you're a genius, right? Yeah. And I was like, why did I do this? It's like a virus. Like, ah. Here's my question about Jeff Goldblum. How is it the quickest way to get over being hammered I've ever seen in my life? Like, you know what I mean? As Adrenaline. He falls, but at the same time, you were like he's falling had. over hammered drinking hard liquor. Yeah, you're not getting that. You were drinking hard liquor, hammered falling into trash cans. I have three theories. <laughs> First one being adrenaline. Once you have that sudden rush, alcohol is depressant. 
adrenaline's the exact opposite. Combine yeah. it together, it's kind of cancel each other out. Okay. That's one. The second one is their Area 51. They've got some shots that they can give you that will make you sober up because people are going to get wasted there 24 7 anyway. Fair enough. Number three, the Cosmo movie. I think the third one. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, the adrenaline, usually when you're that hammered on liquor and adrenaline hits, it's usually because you want to punch something. Usually. For most guys, liquor makes them angry. Um,. The shots, though, are also very plausible, but I think it's just because of the movie. Yeah. Also, also, just getting some wisdom from your Jewish father. Him's being like, you know, get off the ground, you're, you're going to catch a cold, and then he's like, oh my god, Dad, you are right. The power of Jehovah passed through Dad onto Jeff Goldblum. Maybe. Maybe. But yeah, then he gets the virus, so go on, sorry. I know we have to go on with, sorry, I was just trying to, I don't know. What I was going with. <laughs> the boy's got that virus. We got the virus. Or he's drunk. I mean, after this, we we start to get into the everybody has the idea. I, I think on the virus thing, I think he is still kind of drunk because when he's telling everyone about it, he puts everyone's lives in danger by forgetting shields are on, it'll reflect the bullets. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. I think he's still got that. Yeah, shoot yeah. that. Yeah, shoot. yeah, yeah, shoot that. It's like, what's my bad? I think mm. he's a little inebriated because, again, from big picture guide to missing that fundamental step that can get someone killed. Or he just like, fuck it. Or he, or he knows that there's a shield that's what he needs to prove his point. Mm. So maybe it's that. Maybe, or maybe he's like, you know, fuck it, this is my one way to assassinate the president. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> this is for potentially <laughs> sleeping with my wife, even though you most likely didn't. Right. Maybe. That's another subplot we didn't even talk about. <laughs> Jeff Goblin thinks his wife slept with the president. And that's why they're in a fight. Dear God. Yeah. But then the virus hits, and then shoot the can again. Boom. Hits it. What? But you have a way to kill him. Got a way. Mm-hmm. Look, what kind of virus did he, do you think he implemented, though? Like, just like fucking, like, oh, you know what? Lime Influenza. wire. Oh, <laughs> like lime wire. That doesn't matter what fucking technology you have. You install lime wire, you're done. Say goodbye to that technology forever. So, we are at the big climax of the movie. The One of the greatest speeches in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Bill Pullman's uh, Independence Day speech. Yeah. It's, uh, it's one of the most quoted speeches, I think. One of them, for sure. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, like, I'm pretty sure everybody knows the last two sentences. Of yeah. This. You know, it's one of those things that's like, if you watched a VHS tape at any point in your life, you've probably seen this movie's A trailer or B snippets of it before. I guarantee you that. Yeah. And, like, honestly, I mean... That's when we start hopping into fighter jets, and and really, this is where the whole finale of this movie goes down. Yeah. Randy Quaid volunteers himself to be a pilot, mm-hmm. and we see like a bu- like a ragtag crew of pilots, yeah. just like a bunch yeah. of like these old dudes. It's yeah. like, <laughs> like crazy dude. It's like ah, oh, crazy Pete can do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, we see these guys go off to war, and and we see the the marriage between uh, Will Smith and his girlfriend finally they get married yep. and 
and the relationship between Jeff Goldblum and his ex-wife rekindles yeah. and yeah. everything's all fun and lovey-dovey. Absolutely. Because they might die tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's yeah. pretty much it. Because <laughs> <laughs> what happens next, what? Honestly, I don't. I couldn't even help you. Credits. The big fight scene. Pretty dope. They send the virus. Virus is that what's, what's the virus name? I didn't write it down. I have no idea. Because wasn't there a name for the virus? Didn't it, didn't it have a name on screen? I thought. I know it's like Skull and Crossbones. Uh, 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 yeah, like right. Jurassic yeah. Park. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh. And then just blows up. And then it's like, oh my god. And then, like, we're in here for a while and it's like, the whole fight, the world is working together to beat these aliens. Mm. And they upload it. And at first, it's like... Oh, I have a bone to pick with this, actually. This is 1996. People from England don't sound like they're from the 40s. I just want to put that out there. They do not fucking sound like that. Especially pilots. <laughs> Alright, got that up my chest. Okay. This is where we start to see that um, the, the whole world is now starting to work together. And now we are going off on this spaceship and we are uploading the virus we're there and at first it's like all right we're gonna do it bam we gotta close the shields all that stuff we're in and then everybody's fighting outside but now we are struggling to get out and we're yeah. jammed and jeff goldblum and will smith think they're gonna die in there so we have our victory cigar mm. our victory dance as yeah. we sit there and then we break free. We break free. Will Smith's like, the f I ain't hit no fat lady. <laughs> Puts it out. Yeah. Flies him out. And and this is like, I had two things here. Like, you hear Jeff Goldblum go, we must go faster, must go faster. Uh, reference to Jurassic Park. And I'm also sitting here going, how the hell is this not a roller coaster? You know what I mean? Like, one of yeah. those, like, VR oh, roller coasters. I'm like, how the hell is that not? Well, okay. it's a Fox movie, so Disneyland can do it now. Yeah, so why wouldn't you? That'd be a kind of Like, it'd right? be sick. Yeah. You're in it, like, the cards would, would of it spaceship. In, would it be in right, like, would you be in the spaceship and then right before the virus gets, before the detonation? Yeah. yeah that'd be kind so of So it'd sick. be like, so you'd be like, walking in, walking in, here's, here's my idea. Disneyland, please don't steal it. But, or steal it. And if you do, pay, pay us. It. Yeah. Pay so, him, not us. Or let us, let us, let us go on first. first. Yeah. Let's make a doc about it. Doc, you seriously? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we don't be tester. We want to be like make sure it's safe. So here's my idea: you are in the line. You're walking through Area 51. Okay. Right, nice. and then you get onto this this UFO shaped cart. Mm -hmm. You then are driven into like the the theater or whatever. But you're driven in, and then you fly in and you get docked into the spaceship. Then you are uploading the virus, and then the real ride kicks. That'd be cool. When you're on your way out, and you're flying through, and you're like, whoa, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And then you finally land back, and everybody at the end is like, yeah, thank you so much. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And then you arrive back at Area 50. That would be kind of sad. I've got something I want to add to that. So you go in your seats, casual, theme park, did other things. But first, it slots you into uh, Air Force Jet. You do the yeah. first opening, you do the firefight, then you go around, you do a little talk, like, quick, 
Yeah. Stand dog, then you go to the ship. Yeah, that'd be dope. No, would it be like, no, if it was that, would it be two different rides in a sense? So would, would run, one ride be like, you're in the you're in the plane, you know, do, 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 and then when you get out, you walk through, yeah. and then you walk maybe into like the spaceship, and then that would be kind of sick. Yeah. You have the option to leave if you want, but you can go straight through. But the only way to get to that second ride is you have to do the first yeah, one. yeah. So like, it turns from like it turns like a three minute ride to a solid ten minute ride. Yeah. I'm down. That's freaking dope. That'd be sick. And they could, and just thinking about now with the with the uh, technology of what they could do, mm. that'd be so cool. And it'd have like animatronic like. You'd be walking through, and on this side is the glass. So you're walking through, and it's like the glass with the alien, and it and it like oh, and it has everybody nice. beating each other, like yeah. he's beating everybody up and stuff. Animatronics, let's go. Oh, it right. just has the like tentacle wrapped around his neck. It's just a scientist there, and he's just speaking through the scientist. Yeah, like, yeah, you're all gonna die. Right? Like, oh, fuck, you're gonna die. That'd be and pretty sick. That is just a scarring image for any kid that goes on. Oh, absolutely. Let them do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just you can do it. Yeah, that'd be dope, right? Yeah, I mean, we, but we break out, we get out, everything's great. Randy Quaid drives up. Hey boys, I'm back. Because <laughs> yeah, we forgot a massive subplot. He was allegedly abducted by aliens. Yeah, yeah. and he was like the crazy guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's and then... freaking so much shit. It's. <laughs> And that's the movie. Let's so watch the movie. You like aliens? You like Will Smith? You like Randy Quaid? It's well paced. It, it doesn't is. feel like it's two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. We get all the good. We get all the good ending stuff. Everybody makes it out, and it's all a happy day. Yeah, it's like what Ben uh, Stiller says at the end of uh, Dodgeball. America Cinema always ends with a happy note. <laughs> <laughs> From uh, movie about aliens in Area 51, let's talk about actual Area 51. All right. All right. So, talking about Area 51, I did a little bit of research onto the, the beginnings of Area 51. So, Area 51, it was founded in the 1950s. As the USA, they were doing low-flying recon missions over the USSR. And there was a growing fear that they were going to get spotted and shot down. So Eisenhower then went off and he, he authorized a development of a top-secret high-altitude recon aircraft, and it was titled Project Aquatone. Okay, okay. They needed somewhere remote, somewhere like where an average citizen or, or they were really worried about spies, too, oh, yeah. getting yeah. in and seeing this stuff. And that's when, in the summer of 55, you started seeing a lot of... Uh, encounters of ufos and stuff just because the technology like they were the u.s was testing the u-2 aircraft that summer and it was something that was totally out of the world it was out of that world aspects like this thing was going up to sixty thousand feet and to give you a glimpse at to what that was in 1955 regular airplanes were going ten thousand feet and military airplanes were going forty thousand feet like this is something that's so mind-boggling to people. You know what I mean? Like, it's such an advancement. Yeah. And then, you know, they were told that it was natural phenomenons and the weather and weather testing and stuff. So they were they were trying to hide it with that. I mean, they've tested a ton of stuff here. They tested the F... Uh, they tested the F-117A, or it's called the Night... The, the nickname is Nighthawk. 
They tested the Lockheed A-12 and the Northrop Tacit Blue. And the weird thing is, like, it's all scattered in pop culture. Everybody right. knows about Area 51. Yeah. And it's been all over everywhere. But the U.S. only acknowledged Area 51's existence in 2013. Really? Really. The U.S. government only acknowledged it in 2013 because they declassified some of its documents. Oh, wow. That seems really like... Wow. I Wow. I didn't know that. I was no. doing some research. I'm like, holy crap, seems, it's scattered everywhere. In right? our, like Everyone knows about it. Everybody talks about it all the time. That's fucked. Like, I mean, Bob Lazar is coming out, what, 89? Yeah. 80, like, the late 80s late, late going 80s, into the early 90s. 90s, yeah. Like, if you guys really want to look into Area 51, go check out the Bob Lazar documentary on Netflix. It's actually, it's super fire. He, I truly believe that guy. Fair like, enough. It's stuff like that where it's like, it's really weird. Like, some people, they, they think the name of Area 51 comes from the fact that it's right by the nuclear testing sites mm-hmm. that were there. So they think that's a, a portion of it. It's right by Groom Lake. Mm. So, I mean, there's been tons of stuff. Like, you know, people seeing things and yeah. all that stuff. So I don't know for sure. I mean, some of the theories, let's let's get into them. The theories are that what they have found from... So Roswell happened, which I think we're talking about in the next yeah, step, next right? Week, yeah. We're talking about Roswell next step. But ever since Roswell, they've had a crashed aircraft, which they touch on in this movie... And they are reverse engineering alien technology to create new tech for us. And that's what a lot of people say is the the big boom in the 1950s and 60s with brand new technology out of nowhere. Yeah. They say that that's a lot of the... Because of it. And then they also have, like, um, there's aliens that are in uh, Area 51. They've done autopsies on dead ones. They have, like, a couple of the the species there and they're running tests on them and they know things. And I mean, you see the video with like Barack Obama when they asked if you know what I mean? Like, it's just a, it creeps me out a little bit because he's like, I can't disclose that information. It's the first thing I asked, but I can't disclose. I'm like, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> you know what I mean, but I don't know. What do you guys think about it? I definitely think they're, uh, I think it's so many theories and so much. It's like I said, so like everyone knows about it. It's in pop culture. Like it, they can't not be fake. Like they're like absolutely. I think aliens exist, and I think they have them there to the extent I don't know, but definitely there is some shady shit happening, especially when it's classified. When like every president says like, "Wish I could tell you, but I can't," because we're right. It's like why can't you? Just fucking say it. But you know who knows what could happen. But just like I, th- I think for sure there, there, there's tests in there. I think it's like I think it's part. I think part of it is military, the military base training, all that right. shit. But then I think there's like the, that like sub level of like of actually it being legit because like if because it's just so guarded and like because what because it's in like the middle of the desert, right? And yeah, yeah. the guys who patrol like the the, the, the grounds who are not even remotely near it, those guys don't even know what's happening. Those are no. just paid. Like mercenaries in a sense who just here here here's everything. Make sure no one uh, make sure no one uh, crosses. And if they cross, you got two options: either you detain them and arrest them, or kill them yeah. if they get too far. Yeah. And so to me, it's like, what are they hiding? If it's that, if it's if they're willing to kill their own people, can't be military like fucking workouts, or can't be like military like it could, might be. Who knows? It could be guns. It could be 
new tech, but I still think there there is an alien. There's alien shit there. Absolutely. I just I'm sorry. I just remember my favorite line from this movie from the dad. They're like, "How do you get funding for this all?" And he goes, "What do you think a hammer costs twenty thousand dollars? <laughs> a toilet seat costs ten? I'm like. God damn it, this guy, this guy has it all figured yeah, out, man. You know, <laughs> the U.S. government's worst fear is Jeff Goldblum's dad, who's just just giving out all the secrets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but what do you think about it? Uh, see, any of the stuff, again, I'm going to err on the side of skeptic. Mm-hmm. 100% it's a weapons testing ground. Absolutely, absolutely. 100% when they're testing new aircraft and stuff like that, possibly micro-nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. I believe they have smallpox there because there's three confirmed countries who are allowed to have microdoses of smallpox. And I believe that was Russia, England, and the US. I might be wrong on that, but that's what I, I remember. That's horrifying. Uh, yeah, the next type of warfare we're going to have is uh, bio. Yeah, bio I think so, yeah, bio, yeah. But, uh, no, I pulled up a picture, seeing if I still have it. Me and my brother on the extraterrestrial highway on our way to Area 51. Oh, did you actually? That's so like, sick. You actually, that's kind of sick. That's dope. And then uh, this is oh, wow. a little alien. I was pulling up My Name is Earl with the eyes closed because I was a cool, nerdy little kid. <laughs> and I think there's, yes. So near Area 51, they have this little cafe that you can go to. Yeah. And that's where people who work there go for drinks. We were sitting down, we were eating food. Two guys rock up to the bar. Oh, you just finished work? Yeah, just come from the base. Drink, drink. Oh, I gotta go there. I wanna talk to some guys. They won't talk to you. And I'm like, I'm like, hey man, how's it going? Not the other job? Not even that, they'll just ignore you. Dick. <laughs> like, it's so, it's so wild to me. Because, oh, that's cool. I wanna go there. Right? Uh, you can also buy a shit ton of memory of Of course, right? It's, oh, a tour- it's such a tourist See, I've got, trap. I've got a UFO passport and all that. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. <laughs> 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 like, you go there for that reason, right? Yeah. Not for, like, the sights. No. But there are a couple things I do want to touch on this place, because I was fucking terrified when I went. Because my dad and my uncle were kind of playing with me and my brother a bit. But So we go there, we're inside the little alien, getting some food, which tasted horrible. Course. Uh, but then you just feel a. We felt a shockwave hit the building. We legit felt a sonic boom hit. That's fucked. So my dad runs outside, sees nothing, he's like, ah, oh, fuck, I missed it, walks back in. We then go, because the way they say to get to Area 51 is just turn right when you see the black mailbox. So we drive up, see nothing, drive back, see nothing, drive up. There's a white mailbox there. They say it's a black mailbox, but it's just a white one, just to kind of throw some people off and yeah, then yeah. go and buy it. So we keep, so we turn onto this dirt road, and we keep going down, and we're driving, oh, and no. driving, and driving. Oh no! And we we don't see anything. We're like, how far does this road? Because we're expecting a gate saying "Do not pass this point." Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, fuck. So we're driving down, and my dad stops, like just in case, don't want to go any further. We stop. We get his uh, telescopic lens. We see up. We finally get to a certain point where we can see past the bridge, and we see a watchtower. Okay. So like my dad's like, "All right, let's keep going." I'm like, "Dad, turn around. Let's turn around. Like, no, let's keep going." Oh, I'll be shit in the brick. So we keep driving down. We keep driving down, and then I just see my dad ease off the gas and just slowly put the brakes on. He's like, "Why are you stopping?" 
when people like think of Area 51 and Army Reset or like top secret stuff, they think black SUVs. It's grey pickup trucks here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we see a grey pickup truck perched up on the on a little hill here. I'm like, do we go? Do we go back? And then my dad, it was like my dad and my uncle, being the jokes that they are, go, okay, let's go back. Floors it going. <laughs> it's like, dad, 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 turn around, turn around. Me and my brother were freaking out, like, turn around, turn around. I'm just, fine. <laughs> turn around, start heading back the other way. I almost shit myself. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I would have, there would have been a log in my path. That's fucking terrifying. So, there was almost an alien raid. You almost invented it, dude. Yeah. You could have started the Facebook. That's yeah. insane. Honestly. But then we we started just driving back, and this is like 20 seconds after we decided to turn back around. This other car zooms right on in because we ain't following them. No, that was it. It wasn't that when my dad just floored it. It was when he saw the other guys flooring it down. He goes, oh, let's follow them, see if they get shot. If they get shot, we turn around. I wonder what happened to the guys. Uh, no idea. Hey, you we know, just, we just turned back, went back to Vegas, and uh, enjoyed I would have, I would have waited and see if they, if they would have came back or if they would have not. Then okay, they're dead. That's freaking terrifying. Honestly, but, uh, it's kind of like, like, I like, I want to do that. I wish I was sick enough to do that. Oh yeah, I know, right? It's because it's me. Like, that's for me, man. Like, you know, they can't see it, but like, you know, usually there's like the fence where it's like you can't cross that yeah. point. And you're like, oh, fuck you. Oh, <laughs> but as soon as you cross that fence, they they will come up to you. They will, because there's plenty of videos of people uh, on YouTube just doing it. They cross oh, the fence they... and then truck pulls right up. Goes, what are you doing? Leave. Oh, again, or they arrest you right there on the Okay, you know what? I went. Then I'm like, ha, 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 I'm still on ground on my hands there. And I get shot out. Be fucking. But yeah, seeing the watchtower and then rock. seeing the truck. I want to rock. From would you want to rock from like from the from, from the, the from just the from area fifty one side? <laughs> and I can sit there and go. I think there's some people. space rock right here. Do That's, they sell? Do they sell space rocks at it, little alien? I think they did. They have to. <laughs> they have to. And the little kids are getting the bags. And then absolutely, because like you know, like like especially like if workers go to that place, you know, like the chef's like, hey. You know, Paul, when you come back, bring some rocks. And he's like, okay. And then he just goes and then picks up some pebbles. And here you go. I'm going to check Kijiji tonight. <laughs> oh, no. Another funny story about the restaurant, though. I played it safe. I got the burger. Can't fuck up a burger. My uncle got <laughs> the pancakes. And they were just so thick and dry. The pancakes? The burger? The pancakes. Oh, that's the worst. I like fucking been, pancake. It sucks. He, like, bit into it. And he's like, <laughs> the burgers. Hey, Jake, do you want some pancakes? I'm... Full. <laughs> Brother digs in. Oh. Yeah, they're really filling. <laughs> back. The chef comes out and goes, Oh, are you the chef? It's like, Yeah, I goes, Oh, so you're the one I have to blame about the fucking food. It's like, Yeah, that's me. He, he looked like a guy in his teens. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like kind of there for like probably like a summer job kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Like, yeah, like, they're like, I don't know. Like, what do you think? Personally? Personally, yeah. Uh, I think. For me personally, I think Area 51, uh, it's too mainstream now. I think personally that happened. Roswell did happen, in my opinion, it did. Mm. 
It happened. They have the technology, all that stuff. They say that the government is about 50 years ahead of what we know as a human, as like the normal citizens. Kind of yeah. So I think that happened. But I think since the big boom of Area 51, once you started getting into the X-Files, going and running in and, and doing all that stuff, once pop culture got it, I don't know if they moved to a more secretive location no. or if it's hiding in plain sight. Because I believe what you said, it's definitely a a, a weapons testing site. Yeah. It is. It has been since like since 1945 yeah. and World War Two. It was like a, it was like where you go to shoot guns. Like I mean, this this place has been in the military for years. I, I will say this though: when you're flying towards Vegas and you pass over Area 51. There is another aircraft that blocks view. Really? Really? Yeah. Because my sister was just like looking out the window and there's this like red aircraft or something just gliding along past it, and that's roughly where it would be. Wow. Like I know Vegas. I know I was looking into it and at the Vegas airport, there's unmarked passenger, small passenger planes. That's people going to work at Area 51. Now, how do you get a job at Area 51? They say that they get the youngest, so Bob Lazar. The youngest, smartest minds. You go through school like he. I, I don't know. I think he, I want to say he graduated MIT or something like that. He was a very very, very, very intelligent, intelligent guy making rocket powered cars and right. shit. And they go they go talk to you and say, hey, we want you to work for this company. And then all of a sudden you hop on a bus and you're going out to the middle of the desert mm. and and you're sitting there going, okay. How does that shit work? Figure and out. then that's your job. You're working on one piece. So even the guys who work at Area 51, you work on that piece. Oh, so, so you they work don't on know that, what piece, that piece, and I work on this and piece. And they don't know what those two and, other pieces are? Yeah, so you don't know what my piece is. I don't know what your piece is. I don't know what your... Because that's how they made knows. the atomic bomb, wasn't it? It was yeah. like all different parts saying, hey, we're doing this. That's yeah. fucked. So nobody knows for sure what's happening, but Bob Lazar... To me, he's the most believable in this sense because his story hasn't changed since the day he came out with it. Like, it hasn't changed. He can go into full depths with how even the, the element 115 is cut and how it bends light and how, you know, it's it, it, it warps time. It's like a bowling ball on beds. Like, honestly, if you're super into aliens and if you haven't seen it yet, go check it out because it's really, it's That's a crazy. really good watch. What's it called? It's called... Um, it's Bob Lazar. Here, let me search it up. It's on my Netflix history. Yeah, I might watch that because that actually seems kind of fucking interesting. It's such a deep dive. And, like, he gets raided by the FBI monthly. Oh, does he? Because they, it's a rumor that he has Element 115. And uh, he came uh, out about one Element 115 before it was even considered an element. Oh, wow. And everybody laughed him off until it became a real thing. Joe Rogan had him on his podcast, too. Okay. It was really cool. Um, Bob Lazar, Area 51 and Flying Saucers. I mean, okay. it's an hour and 36 minutes. Is it one episode or? Uh, yeah, it's just oh, a, like a... Okay, uh, they got like a mini doc, like a mini doc? Yeah, so um, the guy who is the director of the documentary, he does a bunch of stuff like uh, history, like, you know, ancient aliens and stuff oh, okay. like that. But like, I mean, for me... I totally believe in aliens. I think if you don't think there's another oh, yeah, you're, uh, you're, species in the universe, you're then crazy. Th I think it's the most selfish thing to think that yeah, we're, we're alone the only ones in the universe oh, that is ever expanding. Oh, absolutely, right? Mm -hmm. Especially like to see like, the, like, the pictures of space and like, yeah. how, like when they zoom out of how 
big spaces and how many galaxies. Like, you are selfish if you're thinking that we matter. It's like, no, no, there are there are probably colonies, civil, you know, civilizations right. much bigger, much more advanced. We probably look at us and say, yeah, those guys are, like, we are the, we're the prime, we're, we are fucking the cavemen to them. Yeah. Right? Or even look at it this way. If there's one amoeba swimming in a puddle on a rock floating somewhere, that's an alien. alien. That's yeah. a living species that we don't know about yet. Do you drink from the wrong one? Yep. That's right. There's nothing in there anyway, so it's like, oh, okay. I got COVID. Cigarette butts. <laughs> oh. Cigarette butts with like some chew spit. Oh. On that note, let's uh, finish this episode of Cats with Tin Hats, where we talked about Independence Day in Area 51. This has been Oliver. What? And Tucker. See you next week. <laughs>